Hello, family. I just wanted to pop in before we start today's episode. Today is actually going to be the second most played episode of 2022, which is the real key to overcoming procrastination. So if you're still struggling with procrastination, even at the end of the year and you want to get ready for 2023, then you'll definitely want to stick around for this episode. Let's get started. You're listening to the Organize My Thoughts podcast, where we teach you how to get out of your head so you can execute the vision. I am your host, Kyla Jackson. Let's get started. Hello, family, and welcome back to another episode of the Organize My Thoughts podcast. Hope you all are having a great week. I am coming off my second week of trying the Sabbath and I'm trying to tell y'all, if y'all have not listened to that last episode where I talked about, is it really possible to take a full days of rest? And I went through my experience of my first time trying the Sabbath. Go back and listen to that episode because I'm telling you, you will be doing yourself a great service by accepting God's invitation into rest. This was my second time, and this time was a little bit harder than the first time because I did have a lot of stuff that I knew that I needed to do. Um, I told you guys about how the week prior, I tried to prepare for the Sabbath in advance so I don't have a lot of things coming up, but this was just one of those weeks where it was a lot on my plate, and so I really had to prioritize and trust God that he could do more with me rested than me trying to burn myself out, and so... It was a little bit of a struggle, but I pressed through and I'm so glad that I did. Even seeing how Monday and Tuesday have gone, I know that I'm still able to overflow and just move into a state of ease in my work because of participating in the Sabbath. So definitely go ahead and check that episode out. Also, I want to give a huge thank you to everyone who keeps leaving reviews. I am so grateful every time that I read them. It really warms my heart. The latest review came from Trishelle and she says, simply amazing. This podcast is so calm and refreshing. I love every episode and I cannot wait to receive more wisdom. Great job. Thank you, Trishelle girl. I appreciate you. And again, if you haven't already rated and reviewed the show, please do so so that more people can find us. Now let's go ahead and get into today's episode. Today, we're going to be talking about procrastination. And I know We've talked about this topic a million times. It's all over the internet. But y'all, when I tell y'all the revelation that God has given me about procrastination, I just have to share it with you. So go ahead and clear out your mind if you think this is going to be an episode where I'm giving you three quick tips to stop procrastinating. I'm not doing that. I'm going to give you revelation that smacked me upside the head and really got me back on track as far as doing what it is that God called me to do. We all get in spaces where we can get distracted. We can get pulled away for different reasons, self-doubt, you know, struggling with confidence. Sometimes we just have a lot of stuff going on and it's hard to um, remember what we were supposed to be prioritizing. And so that's kind of the space that I've been in. Um, I have been studying heavily the book of Ecclesiastes and y'all. I read this book before, but I had a, a different mindset when I read it originally. 
originally I read it and viewed it as very pessimistic. And I was like, God, like, why is he just so upset? And so I didn't really have the best mindset when I originally read it. But right before I started reading Ecclesiastes, I was reading the book of Proverbs. And so it was actually very fitting to transition from the book of Proverbs, which is a book of wisdom, into the book of Ecclesiastes, which is primarily written by Solomon, who was considered one of the wisest men on earth after the Lord appeared to him in a dream and asked Solomon, what do you want? And in verse Kings three, um, verse nine, Solomon says, give me the wisdom that I need to rule your people with justice and to know the difference between good and evil. And so this is how, you know, God imparted this supernatural wisdom into him in this dream. So with that, in mind, I'm in Ecclesiastes and I'm studying and I come across Ecclesiastes chapter five. And y'all, I wasn't really prepared for the way that the Lord plucked me upside the head, but it was very on time. You know, we serve a God who was always on time, whether it comes to rebuke or to encouragement. And this was definitely a rebuke. So just if you're driving, buckle your seatbelt. You know, if you're at work, just brace yourself, because if you're anything like me, this one might sting a little bit. Okay. So the scripture I'm going to read today is in Ecclesiastes chapter 5, verses 4 through 7, and I'm going to read it in the New Living Translation. It says, when you make a promise to God, don't delay in following through, for God takes no pleasure in fools. I mean, thank God. All right, let me keep reading. Keep all the promises you make to him. It is better to say nothing than to make a promise and not keep it. Don't let your mouth make you sin. And don't defend yourself by telling the temple messenger that the promise you made was a mistake. That would make God angry and he might wipe out everything you have achieved. Talk is cheap, like daydreams and other useless activities. Fear God instead. Did it sting a little? It's, it's thinking me reading it all over again, but let's go ahead and deep dive. So I really took the time to break this scripture down and really so I could understand this slap upside the head that God was giving me and so that I can share it with others, you know, family, that's, you know, this is what we do. Okay, seriously though. So the first part, it says, when you make a promise to God, don't delay in following through for God takes no pleasure in fools. I want you to zero in on the word promise. In another translation, the word promise translates into the word vow, and vows are very serious to God. In Deuteronomy 23, 21, it says, when you make a vow to the Lord your God, be prompt in fulfilling whatever you promise for him. For the Lord your God demands that you promptly fulfill all of your vows, or you will be guilty of sin. But once you have voluntarily made a vow, be careful to fulfill your promise to the Lord your God. Now, just some background about vows. At the time that this was written, in Israelite culture, making vows was a serious matter. Vows were voluntary, but once they were made, they were unbreakable. So just to bring this to speed to our day, when we are making promises, when we have promised God that we are going to do something, we have made a vow to him, which means that we have made an agreement and we are now held liable to that agreement. And we're hearing God clearly say that when we make a vow to him, we need to fulfill it as quickly as possible. 
And so I want to circle this back to procrastination because a lot of times, though we may have excuses that we feel are valid for procrastinating, what we need to acknowledge is that whenever God told us to do something, And we have responded coming into agreement saying, yes, God, I will do these things. I will do this thing that you told me to produce. I will launch this course. I will create this YouTube channel. I will launch, you know, this new program, whatever it is. We made an agreement with God. We made a vow to God that we would do what it is that he told us to do. And so when we find ourselves months and weeks and even years in delay in being um, obedient, That's an issue because now we are in violation of the vow, this promise that we have made to God. It doesn't matter the reason why we are procrastinating. The point is, is that we are now being disobedient and we are rebelling. And procrastination is a cute word to put over it. But what it really is, is disobedience. Procrastination is disobedience no matter what the reason is. So yes, you may be struggling with self-confidence. You may be in a place where you don't really believe that that you can do what it is that God has called you to do, but you are in violation now because you have allowed your emotions, which are a liar, they are lies of the enemy because God has already qualified you and equipped you to do these things. You are allowing those things to reign over God and cause you to break a vow to him. Going back to the scripture in Ecclesiastes 5 verses 4, it says, when you make a promise to God, don't delay, don't procrastinate. That word delay means to hesitate. It means to tarry. It means to defer, to remain behind. A lot of us are asking God, why aren't we in certain places? God, you told me that this was going to happen, but I don't see it happening yet. God, when is my season going to change? God, when are you going to provide for me the way that you said that you would? Why is everybody else moving so much ahead of me? One of those things could be that you have been procrastinating on a vow that you have made to God. You promised God that you were going to do this thing and be obedient. But because of the delay that has been self-inflicted, now there are consequences. Now that delay that you have been just taking your time, dragging it out. God, I need more clarity. I need more confirmation. I need all of these things. Now it has resulted in you being behind. And then we get angry at God. We're like, God, I don't understand why this isn't happening. And God is like, did you do the last thing that I told you to do? We always want God to be speaking to us and giving us revelation and giving us next steps. But those steps don't come until we do the last thing that God told us to do. God's instructions don't expire and they are time sensitive. So though you may have delayed, another definition for delay is to hinder. And to hinder means to create difficulties for someone or something resulting in delay or destruction. So because God gave you a command and you came into agreement with it, you know, you promised that you would do it. And now it's several years later, those instructions did not expire. But what happens is whatever blessing and breakthrough that was attached to your obedience is now being delayed. And it's not because of God. It's simply because you've broken a vow that you made to him. Now, I want to address some of the reasons why we procrastinate on doing what it is that God has told us to do. And one of the main things is that it makes us uncomfortable. Whenever God is calling you to do something, you can guarantee that it's going to be outside of your comfort zone. And the reason for that is is because God leaves you 100% dependent upon him. 
you don't know how to make the best decisions for your life because the Lord has already pre-written what your life is going to be. And so while you may think that you know what's best for you, it is the Lord who has the higher view. You can only see a couple of steps, but the Lord, again, has written out your path. And so sometimes when God is telling you to go left or go right or to do something that defies your reasoning, it doesn't make sense to you. It makes you uncomfortable. And so we say things that we're like, God, I need more confirmation or God, I'm just not ready yet. And God being the loving father that he is will not violate your will. If you have decided to procrastinate, God will not violate your your decision. But what he has to allow is the fruit of that decision. And if the fruit of your disobedience is delay, then it has to happen that way until you come back into agreement and do what it is that he said to do. He's honoring your vow. Now, one thing I notice about procrastination is, is that though God will honor your decision, he will also strong arm you. So if you feel like you just have this thing that keeps coming up in your mind, God is telling you to do and you find yourself where nothing else is working out. All of a sudden, chaos is breaking out in your life. All of a sudden, you have no peace. All of a sudden, you just feel like you just don't know what's going on. That is the fruit of disobedience. It is the fruit of trying to live life your own way. And sometimes we don't necessarily draw those things back to understand that, oh, like this is happening because I didn't do what it is that I said I could do. Now, this isn't in every case. Of course, we have spiritual warfare and things that come on. But I'm specifically talking about if you know in your heart that God has told you to do something and you have not done it yet and you're seeing stuff break out in your life that doesn't make sense or things that are you know, just falling apart. You have to acknowledge where you have made that decision to be willfully disobedient. I get it. And I know that God puts us in uncomfortable spaces, but we have to get to the point where we are more reverent of not doing what it is that God has told us to do than fearing being uncomfortable. God is going to stretch you. God is going to prune you. It's not always going to be pretty. Sometimes it's going to be painful. It's going to require you to do things that you wouldn't normally do, but your personality has to submit to your purpose. You have to be obedient because one, it's not about you. There are so many people connected to what you feel is a small thing that God is asking you to do. It's so much bigger than that. So don't make excuses. There are always going to be a million excuses why you feel like you can't do something, especially the enemy is going to try to distract you as much as he can. Whenever you're starting to move forward on a God thing, you better believe the enemy is going to come in with emotional distractions. He's going to send people in your life to try to discourage you, people that you thought were supposed to support you. He's going to make you feel guilty for not doing things the way that God told you to do them. He's going to make you compare yourself. He's going to do all of these things in an attempt to sabotage you. The enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. He will even use things that you feel like aren't even making an impact or they're not distraction. Things like your phone, scrolling on social media for hours and hours, but then telling God you don't have time to work on whatever it is he told you to build. Even simple things like that. We have to really start opening our eyes and realize that everything is going to come against us when we decide to be obedient. But if you're in that place and you're frustrated, you're tired of being delayed, you're ready for your breakthrough, you have to go back to the drawing board. And what I want you to ask God is, God, can you bring back to my remembrance those things that I said I would do? Can you refresh me of this instruction so that I can be obedient and repent? 
a lot of us are talking about we can't hear from God and, you know, I don't know what God is saying. But the problem is, is that God has already said what he said. It's just a matter of are you going to listen and be obedient? And another thing that I want to bring up is this indecisiveness, right? When we are seeking God, sometimes we are not 100% sure if we hear him or not. And so we are in these places where like, I don't know if it's you, God, I don't know if it's me. I don't know if it's the enemy. I don't know if, I don't know who it is. And we keep ourselves in these places of indecisiveness, right? It's called to dither. To dither means to be indecisive. Another word for it is uh, to temporize. And that means avoiding making a decision, committing oneself into in order to gain time. And this is what we do. We say, okay, I'm not sure exactly what to do. So either I'm going to do nothing or I'm just going to keep asking God for a million confirmation until I feel comfortable enough to take this leap. But can I tell you right now that you don't have as much time as you think? That there is so much attached to that thing that God is telling you to do. And though you cannot see it right now, you don't have time to be in places of decision paralysis. Sometimes that leap of faith that you need to take is just making a decision. God will always direct and make straight your paths. That's a promise to him that he has made in scripture. It says in Proverbs 3 verses 5 through 6, To trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not onto your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. When you are seeking God for confirmation or for clarity for what he's telling you to do, you are literally trusting in him with your heart. And even if you make the wrong decision, his word says that he will direct your paths. That means if you step off a little bit, he's going to order it. He's going to make every crooked path straight in your life. And so you don't have to fear making the wrong decision because you will always have God that will guide you. One of my favorite um, sermons, it was by Bishop T.D. Jakes, and he was talking about how the Holy Spirit is like a GPS system. When you're going the right way, your GPS doesn't say much. It's only when you have a turn coming up or you have a detour or you took the wrong way that, you know, the GPS will alert you or will say something. And the Holy Spirit is the same way. Don't mistake his silence as you being off the path. In order for you to know if you're moving in the right direction, you have to move. Procrastination causes you to literally stop what it is that you're doing. It causes you to delay. It's literally the action of delaying or postponing something. This space right here, this decision paralysis prevents so many of us from taking that leap of faith. We're asking for strength. We're praying for clarity. We're praying for all these things. But what you really need to do is make a decision. That decision is the leap of faith that's going to get you to the next step. It's going to unlock those instructions. So it's time to wake up. It's time to stop making excuses. Yes, take the time and be vulnerable and honest about, you know, why you have been procrastinating, but don't spend too much time there. At the end of the day, repent and ask God to bring back those instructions and get to work. It's time to get to work. You don't have time to sit around and procrastinate. You don't have time to sit around in your feelings. They will lie to you. Your feelings are not reality. Okay? You can do what it is that God called you to do, whether it makes you uncomfortable, whether it stretches, whether it doesn't make sense to you in the natural, whether it defies all wisdom that you have in your mind. Your wisdom is not higher than God's. So as we just come to a close, I'm going to leave you with one of my favorite quotes from Joyce Meyer. And it says, do something lest you do nothing.
Make a step in faith today, even if you're not 100% sure, and trust that the Lord, your God, will guide you and that he will give you everything that you need to complete and be obedient. You spend enough time talking about what you were going to do. You spend enough time going back and forth, but talk is cheap. It's time to take some action. This wraps up another episode of the Organize My Thoughts podcast. I love y'all so much. I'm sorry I had to pluck y'all upside the head like that, but God did it to me first. And since we family, we all are going to endure together. If you know someone that needs to hear this episode, please send them the link. Share on social media because what you might not realize is that somebody is procrastinating on something that's connected to your breakthrough. So it's best to go ahead and send this message because they're holding you up whether they realize it or not. I love you all so much and I'll talk.